0: Welcome to the Awareness Offerings Podcast, a weekly offering of yoga philosophy discussion and guided meditation for the moments we're living in. I'm your host, Laura Tara Davy Joplin. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, spiritual social media strategist, and integrative counselor working to integrate the principles of the spiritual path into every aspect of my work and my life. This podcast is an extension of that work as I navigate the world as a white woman devotee of yoga, living at many intersections of privilege, living in the West, and trying to live with awareness. Thank you for joining me in this work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 22 of Awareness Offerings, Meditation is Feeling. This is our first episode back after a kind of more informal uh, Diwali recording with just a short blessing and mini meditation that we did last week. Um, and in this episode, at the beginning, you hear me talk about the journey to getting this episode recorded since it is coming on a Friday rather than our regular Thursday. So you'll hear that in a moment. But now that I've actually recorded the episode, I have to add another note before all those notes that you'll get at the beginning of the actual episode um, about the sound quality. Because as I was recording, I did not notice that that my um, podcast microphone was not the input device that my recording software was using. Um, usually when I plug my microphone in, it will pick up my, my software will pick up that that's the microphone that needs to be used. That did not happen this time. So the recording went through on just the regular laptop microphone um, on my computer. So the sound quality is slightly lower than usual, which uh, again is, it's funny because a Last week I recorded on like my iPhone headphones for the informal Diwali practice. And I think you can tell that that's what happened. Um, And this week we were, you know, we were getting back to the regular format and it turns out we recorded on a computer microphone, not the podcast microphone. So sound quality is going to be a little different than what you're used to, just a heads up. Um, I don't think it affects the quality of the podcast and I um, am happy with the recording. It flowed through me. Um, You know, I sit and I speak and I guide meditation and it kind of comes through as it comes through and I want to maintain the integrity of what came up as I was sharing. So I'm going to go ahead and share the episode as is. Just a heads up that the sound quality will be a little different this week. And next week we will be getting back to our full regular format with podcast microphone, sound quality included. Really happy to be here with you as always and enjoy the episode. You're listening to episode 22, Meditation is Feeling. Hi, everyone. Oh, my goodness. We are here once again after last week in which we took sort of a hiatus, just a short practice that I recorded on my iPhone. And I think you can tell that I recorded it on my iPhone. Um, It was just an informal, uh, short and sweet Diwali blessing and meditation to honor some spaciousness around Diwali and last week. Uh, But little did I know that there would be a different kind of spaciousness happening this week also, because yesterday ended up being a day long experience of Trying to get a new tire put on my car after I busted one of my tires on Wednesday. Um, I re- usually record and release this podcast on Thursday. On Wednesday of this week, I uh, got a flat tire, and Thursday, yesterday, became um, a seven-plus-hour tire experience. And I will spare you the details. Um, Except that it was a little bit emotionally exhausting. There's something um, kind of primordial about our cars. I think those of us, um, first of all, who are lucky enough to drive and who do drive, um, it's and my my roommate. When I was talking to her about my emotional experience of the situation related to like your home and your health, there's something linked uh, to that. So it was emotionally taxing. And as the hours ticked by, I was aware that it became less and less feasible for me to record a podcast yesterday. Um, and I. I decided to give it a little bit of spaciousness rather than trying to squeeze in a podcast recording yesterday. Cause I could have, if I really tried, um, I decided to give it some spaciousness and I'm recording and releasing this on a Friday because, uh, as I shared in my Instagram story last or er, yesterday evening, as I, as I uh, let my social media community know that this podcast was coming a day late, um, There's just something counterintuitive about uh, creating tension in the form of squeezing the recording in um, over a practice i.e. meditation that is supposed to be helpful with managing tension that just felt, um, misaligned and it was a deadline that I made up myself. Um, and so, although I, it means something really real to me to get this podcast to you in a consistent way, and it means so much to me that you're listening. Um, I there on a day that was already so emotionally, um, Big and on a week that has been so big and full, I I just wanted to um, give myself and us the spaciousness to really um, put out and receive this practice in the most aligned way, rather than um, just creating more stress over a made-up deadline. So here we are. It's Friday. We're here for another episode of Awareness Offerings this week. It is a full episode. We will have our full yoga philosophy discussion and guided meditation. Welcome back. As always, if you'd like to support the show, the best ways you can do so are by rating and leaving a review on whatever platform you are using to listen. And if you feel called to share on social media, you can tag me at Lara Tara. You can also share via word of mouth. I'm always honored. Um, If you choose to tell others about this podcast, but it is as always my deepest honor to just share with you, especially because it's been a little bit of a winding journey to get here to episode 22 in the last couple weeks so without further ado we will we will officially open episode 22 with our traditional ritual of singing the sound of om one time and om is the sound of consciousness it is the vibration the essence of awareness and this podcast is about conscious awareness and so we're calling on that to be a part of our practice and a part of our shared space you can do that by listening or by singing om out loud and if you're coming along i will invite you to get your body into a comfortable position You might close your eyes or you could gaze down the tip of your nose or gaze at the floor. If it's safe and comfortable for you to soften your gaze, just to make the internal a little more in focus than the external for a moment, feel free. And then I'll invite you to take a deep breath in through your nose if nostril breathing is accessible for you right now. And exhale through your nose, using your breath to clear the path for awareness. And then take an inhale for one sound of OM. OM. thank you for joining me in that practice and now we'll go into our discussion for this week and the question that i am sitting with and offering and exploring in this week's discussion is what is meditation I'm aware that for a podcast that is very much about guided meditation in so many ways, we haven't actually sat together and defined what actually are we doing here? What is meditation? And I have been in a position recently to be engaging with that question in a deeper and more intentional way because uh, in my teaching, I am teaching a workshop series right now at my urban ashram in Atlanta, Kashi Atlanta. I'm, I've been offering a four-week uh, workshop series on meditation, and it's on the fundamentals of meditation practice and specifically what the limbs of yoga, the eight-limbed path as laid out in the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, which is one of the first sacred texts and first yogic texts to really lay out um, what does yoga mean and what is the path of yoga Um, And according to those sutras, there are eight different limbs, eight different access points into yoga. Um, And so in this workshop, we're really looking at what do those limbs tell us about meditation? And we began our workshop, our introductory, introductory practice that we did together on the first week was really about what is meditation. Before we even got into the limbs of yoga, different specific practice techniques, it was about what actually are we doing here? What are we getting out of this? What is this practice? And I took some time to both ask my workshop participants, what is meditation? What do you think of when you think of meditation, when you practice, when you, what you want out of meditation, just what is it to you? And then I offered some of my own learnings, my understanding of what the practice of meditation is based on my eight year study of the yoga practice. And some of the things that came up, both from the folks in my workshop and from myself, were that meditation is receiving what's being offered, right? Being open to what's here in the present moment. Meditation is getting off the hamster wheel. um, You know, the constant turning of our minds that is always going, stepping away from that and finding something a little more still within ourselves. Meditation is connecting to something bigger than us, connecting to the sacred. Meditation is making contact with the present moment, which can be as simple or as complex as we want it to be when we think about that. Those were some of the things that came up. Um, And I think all of those things are true. I think there is no one way to say, to define the meditation practice. There's no way we can be like, oh, I figured it out. This is what it is. And this is the definitive correct answer. And one of the reasons for that is because what we're dealing with so um, so much of what we're dealing with dealing with when we discuss and engage with the yoga practice, which meditation is a form of yoga, is mysticism. Yoga, in so many ways, is a engagement with the sacred. Engagement with. Um, something that is deep and unseen and wild and mystical. We're reaching out to sacred energy and then opening to receive the way that sacred energy reaches back toward us. And anytime I say sacred energy, you get to decide what that means to you, whether it's the universe, spirit, God, love, the present moment. You choose your own words. But my understanding of yoga is that it is a reaching for the sacred and then opening ourselves to feel how the sacred reaches back to us. So what we're dealing with in so many ways, it's subtle, it's mystical, and it is unknowable. One of the reasons I and so many teachers and practitioners that I know love yoga and all of the many multifaceted practices, including meditation that are encapsulated within yoga, is that there's always more there is never a point where we're like, okay, I have, I have hit this, uh, this benchmark and I have done yoga. The yoga is complete. It is really designed to be a lifelong practice. And there's always a new layer of practice to uncover, whether that is in the way we move our physical bodies, the way we engage with our breath, the way we sit in meditation in the present moment, the way we love and serve other people, the way we understand ourselves. There is all of these Topics are incredibly complex and there's always more. There's always more layers Um, and it's never done. There's always something somewhat mysterious about the practice because once we understand something, that opens up a whole other layer that we don't understand. And it's this wild dance of knowing and not knowing um, and just being willing to be present in that. And so there is something about yoga and meditation that is somewhat unknowable, that cannot fully be captured by thoughts and words because it's mysterious and it's a feeling it's embodied, right? We practice, we do the practice. And so much of it is about feeling. And we're actually going to talk a little more about that here in a bit, but I share all of that to say, I don't think there is one way that we can define meditation because so much of what we're doing in these mystical conscious spiritual practices is unknowable in some ways. So all of those different ways that I and my workshop participants and that you in your own mind define meditation, I think that they are all correct. If correct is even the right word, which I don't know if it is, but they're all real and they are all um, purposeful and helpful. But I've been thinking recently about one specific way that I am learning that I also define meditation. And again, I say also because I don't think the the definition that I'm going to offer and discuss with you here today cancels out or invalidates any of the other understandings that I or my students or you or anyone have of meditation. It's just one way that I am recently discovering that I think about meditation. Because again, it's recent, which is so often the case in the musings and the reflections that I share here on this podcast. Um, I, I share with you the things that I come to discover in real time. So in real time, I am discovering that I have a new and Um, additional definition for meditation. And it is that meditation is feeling what we feel. Meditation is feeling what we feel. And I actually already touched on this a little bit ago when I talked about, you know, just the nature of yoga and meditation and why there's so many definitions for all of this stuff, because so much of it is about not thinking, not concentrating all of our energy on our thoughts, um, which then can also translate to not focusing so much on words and language, um, which can also be cognitive and mind-based and instead transitioning into embodiment, into the the lived experience, into the present moment feeling of what we are experiencing in life. So much of the yoga practice aims to get us into that space where we're not thinking so much. We're not analyzing. It's not just a cognitive mind-based experience of life. It instead helps us transition into a body-based and a spiritual, energetic, embodied experience of life where we're, th- where we're feeling. And so in that way, I am discovering that I think meditation is feeling what we feel. And in the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, that's one of the seminal and original sacred yogic texts that uh, attempts to lay out a a roadmap for what yoga actually is. Um, Meditation is referred to sometimes as absorption. Um, And that is a word that I got from a translation of the sutras. It may not be the exact word in the Sanskrit sutras, but I've heard it referred to as absorption when we, um, so going into the the different ways that yoga practices and the limbs of yoga contribute to meditation, there are eight, there are eight limbs. And I like the word limbs because it does imply that there's, it's not like a ladder that we have to do one step after the other. They kind of all branch out in different directions and we can decide which one we want to grab onto, but there is sort of an order to them, a uh, sort of a, a pathway to them. Um, And the first limbs, the yamas and the niyamas, are kind of the do's and don'ts, the recommendations of things that we could practice and avoid practicing if we are interested in living on the path of yoga. Those are the first two. Second limb is asana, the physical postures um, opening our bodies so that we have enough room to hold the present moment. Then pranayama is the next limb. That's uh, conscious work with the breath, which we do a lot here uh, on awareness offerings in in our uh, meditative and practice time. And then the next limb is pratyahara, which is withdrawal of the senses. And my teacher often describes this like a turtle going into its shell. We're drawing our focus away from all the external stimuli to go inward. So that's the next limb. And then the, the next limb, the, I believe sixth, I think so. Yeah. Sixth limb um, is darana, which means single pointed concentration. So we're focusing our attention on one thing to give our minds an idea of what stillness rather than constant thinking feels like. And then the next limb, the seventh limb is dhyana, which is the Sanskrit word for meditation. So I, in this workshop, I I told you about, um, when we're talking about the ways that the limbs of yoga um, teach us about meditation, we've been focusing on those last three limbs uh, that I just spoke about, Pratyahara, Dharana, and Dhyana, drawing our senses inward, finding one single point of focus to concentrate on, and then meditating, becoming absorbed, And I share that structure to kind of help explain what I feel like that absorption of meditation means that we first, we go inward. We, we purposefully put down the external stuff to turn our attention toward ourselves. And then we find one place to focus on that is, um, a counterbalance to the noise of the mind, something steady and sacred and real. And then we allow ourselves to become absorbed in that focus. We become so absorbed in our present moment awareness that there's really not as much room for the constant turning of the thoughts, the, the that hamster wheel of the mind um, and whatever else might be keeping us from feeling steady and real and clear in the present moment um, we become absorbed so that the boundaries between us and whatever we're focusing on the breath the moment love the boundaries between us and that become a little blurred and we become we realize that we are a part of that greater awareness that we're trying to seek so that is the absorption that i'm referring to and so much of of My understanding of that absorption that I've really been working closely with in the last um, couple of weeks as I've prepared for and studied and taught this workshop um, is that it just means feeling what we feel, becoming totally absorbed by our present moment experience so that all of our senses are saturated with awareness of what we are experiencing in an embodied way. In the present moment. It's a feeling because i'm using i'm aware that i'm using a lot of these um kind of deep and complex and and really beautiful you know language that i have learned that is around um that 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 helps describe and helps us uh, start to wrap our minds around the yoga practice but i think when you simplify it um this idea of going inward focusing on one point of awareness becoming absorbed in our focus and our presence i think you can just call it feeling just fully feeling. And the uh, anecdotal and yet seemingly evidentiary support that I have for that assertion that meditation, becoming absorbed in the present moment, just means completely feeling um, is comes from my teacher as most things do. My uh, spiritual teacher, Swami Jayadevi, who is an urban monk and master teacher at Kashi Atlanta, at my yoga center and spiritual center um, here in Atlanta. And there was a time when she was guiding us in meditation and she had taken us into a place where we were in some pretty deep awareness. We were doing deep practice. Um, and she said to us, I'm not asking you to think your meditation. I'm asking you to feel it. And she, from what she said, it really spoke to this idea that in meditation, we're really trying to make this transition out of the mind, out of the cognitive, out of thinking and into feeling. And if, as I am, as I understand it, if meditation is so much about transitioning out of being so attached to our thinking my understanding is also that the, the, the counterbalance to thinking is feeling. The counterbalance to thinking is feeling. And so if meditation is about releasing the way that we grab onto our thoughts and absorbing in presence, it's feeling. We're just being asked to feel what we feel. And I find an openness and a freedom and, a, and some comfort in that, um, because it doesn't mean that meditation has to feel amazing all the time. Doesn't, excuse me, can't get through a podcast without an air bubble. You know, this, um, <laughs> hopefully you find this endearing. Um, but, um, It doesn't mean that meditation has to be this blissful, amazing, ecstatic experience all the time. It doesn't even mean that it has to be the most profound, spiritual, in-depth thing we do every single time. It might be. Sometimes it is, and it's amazing. But this idea that meditation at its essence is just feeling um, means that it doesn't always have to be that way. Because sometimes we feel like shit. Sometimes we're pissed, sometimes we're heartbroken, sometimes we're in pain, sometimes we're confused. And I think all we're being asked is to just feel that in its fullness. Not to create more narratives around it in our minds, not to analyze it or figure it out or make something out of it, but just to feel it, to have the full experience of what we are feeling. And, you know, with yesterday, my experience yesterday, as an example, um, as this experience of trying to get a new tire put on my car stretched longer and longer and longer and much, much longer than I thought and hoped that it was going to take. I started to get more and more stressed out. I uh, I teach a yoga class in Atlanta at six o'clock on Thursday nights. And I was not in Atlanta. I was up near where my parents live. And so I was getting stressed out about how I was going to get back to Atlanta. And it was starting to wear on my emotions. It was making me feel some tense, um, some tension, some tightness, some heaviness. Um, and it was just becoming a real dense experience. And I was noticing that. And even though it was not pleasant, it did not feel good. I could tell that it was doing some things to my nervous system that I was probably going to need to um, balance out with some practice later. I was still able to be in it and continue to breathe and just watch myself um, and not be um, in full on freak out mode. Like I might have been if I wasn't just trying to witness myself, Um, I was able to just say, okay, this doesn't feel good, but this is the experience. And I did have some space to just feel what I felt around it without making it more or worse or um, harder than it already was. And I think I can attribute that to meditation practice, even though, you know, please don't take that as me saying I am this magical, amazing meditator. I try to meditate every morning. It does not happen. I would say that I probably meditate three to four mornings out of the week, um, but I still I try to do some kind of practice and um, I, I can attribute that ability to feel what I feel to meditation. Because when I talk about meditation, I'm talking about the formal practice of sitting um, in stillness, going inward, right, as we talked about, and absorbing in the present moments to feel what I feel. That I'm talking about kind of formal meditation. And I think the practice of formal meditation then gives us the tools to live the same concepts and live the same, uh, skills off of the cushion outside of formal meditation. We've talked about this a lot about taking the practice with us and just, you know, my, my, Deep belief is that life is itself is a form of meditation. Um, But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't practice formal meditation because it gives us this practice space, kind of like a gym um, for our inner life to practice these skills of feeling what we feel on purpose, um, just fully open and Uh, courageously willing to feel what we feel on purpose in a formal way so that outside of meditation, when life happens and there is a lot for us to feel that we might not even have been expecting, we have the skills to feel those feelings fully without creating additional suffering for ourselves by making narratives out of it or grabbing onto every single feeling or trying to figure things out that just need to be felt. And as I say that out loud, that also feels like a an encapsulation of what meditation means to me. Letting go of the tendency to try to figure things out that just need to be felt. And so here it is. This is my me making the case for, you know, if someone asks you what meditation is, or if you are just now getting into meditation and you're trying to figure it out for yourself, kind of shedding some complexity and just sitting with the Um, with the idea that meditation is just feeling what we feel. So let's do it. Here's the time in awareness offerings where we sit for meditative practice. And if you're doing something else that precludes you from being able to sit still, um, whether you're driving or cleaning or whatever, this might be a good time to pause the podcast and come back when you're ready to sit. And if you're coming along now, as always, I will invite you to get your body into a comfortable seat any seat at all, as long as you can lengthen your spine, the spine being the center line of your body where all of your energy moves. Um, So when it's long, things just move a little more freely and it facilitates a sense of deeper connection. But you can sit however. You can sit in a chair. You can sit on your bed. You can sit with your back against the wall. You can sit on the floor, but I would recommend putting something under your tailbone like a blanket or pillow or towel uh, if you're sitting on the floor you can sit with your legs crossed or outstretched or knees bent whatever works just finding that length in your spine then once you do that perhaps you close your eyes or you gaze down the tip of your nose or you gaze softly at the floor practicing pratyahara that withdrawal of the senses can be as simple as this just softening our external gaze As a way of saying to our minds and nervous systems, we're going to put down all the external information and noise. And we're going to turn toward the stillness of the internal. You might also turn toward your breath as you do that. Just noticing as you inhale and exhale in and out through your nose if nostril breath is available to you today. So we did the limb of Pratyahara, just softening the gaze to draw the senses inward. This is one way, simple way to practice the limb of Dharana, single pointed concentration, allowing your breath, the present moment experience of your breath to be a place for your awareness to land that is more steady and quiet and real than the constant going of your thinking mind. Again, it's not something that you have to figure out or do or think that hard about. Judge. You just watch the breath like you'd watch the sky, noticing the movements and sounds and feelings as the breath moves in and out through your nose. If breath awareness is not the most supportive practice for you, you could also choose to practice dharana, single-pointed concentration, with any other present moment reality, whether that's a sound that you can hear in the room or the feeling of the clothes on your skin. landing in this internal landscape, in a place that is... Steadier than your mind, more still than your mind. Pratyahara and Dharana. now that we've landed in this space of internal awareness single pointed concentration some of the ingredients that teach us to meditate we're going to go into some pranayama we're kind of circling back to one of the the earlier or um, just different limbs of med- or the limbs of uh, yoga one of them being prati. Words. I'm already in that that deep space of meditation and words are hard to come out. (laughs) It's hard to get words to come out. Oh my Lord. Okay. So we're going into pranayama, one of the other limbs of yoga. Um, Purposeful work with the breath here. Um, But I will offer that this breath practice, it is... Um, It's involved. It's a bit dynamic. So you get to decide, you get to feel what you feel and decide if there's anything that you need to back off of or lean into or not do at all. This is a variation of Bastrika breath or bellows breath. Bellows is, um, so if you think about an accordion, the accordion shape between the two handles is called a bellows. It's the accordion shaped Tool that moves oxygen through the instrument. Um, and the bellows breath treats our lungs like a bellows, um, moving oxygen through our lungs and belly and torso uh, in a deeper way to kind of warm the belly, to clear any tension, um, and to kind of reset our nervous system. So this is um Bastrika, bellows breath, but it's a variation with the mouth open. So Bastrika mukam breath. And it involves us breathing in and out through the mouth with some emphasis on the throat a few times, several times uh, to really oxygenate the body to get a lot of oxygen in our cells. And then with all that oxygenation, if and only if it feels good, we practice holding the breath for a few moments in and out, um, which When we're in the non-breath, that's a place of stillness, which gives our minds um, an idea of what stillness can actually feel like. And it helps to get us out of that thinking mind and into the feeling body. So this is a practice for facilitating that deep feeling of what we feel. So again, I offer you get to decide how and if you do this practice, you could just sit with your breath and sit with the intention of feeling what you feel. Or for, bas- or for Bastrika Mukham, open your mouth. Take a little sighing um, action at the back of your throat as you inhale deeply. And exhale like a sigh. Belly expands and contracts as we do this breath. Your pace. Eight seconds. One more. Take a deep breath in through your nose. If it feels okay, pause with the breath in, allowing the power of that clearing, recalibrated breath to build Breathe if you need to breathe, even if it's before I guide that out breath. But if you can, we're sitting with the breath in. Now exhale as long as you can without force out of your nose, squeezing at your low belly to squeeze out the air, maybe squeezing out some tension, tightness, stuckness with it. And pause with the breath held out if that feels okay inviting your mind into the stillness of non-breath breathe if and when you need to breathe but know how oxygenated your body is after that butstriga Inhale. One more time, pause with the breath in, and this time soften everything that you can as you hold the breath, like holding a lotus flower in your open palms. Exhale through your nose. And as you exhale, imagine the descending pattern of your breath taking you out of your mind into your body, dropping in. And then let your breath do whatever it does. It's natural pace of breath. Breath might be really soft. It might be bigger. Just let it happen and feel what you feel. have walked yourself out of your mind into your body for the body is the center of embodiment it is our our greatest teacher of feeling what we feel so notice what do you feel here not asking you to think it just feel it you don't have to make a story or meaning out of any of it just what sensations what energy is what embodied experience is here right now sitting with it feeling what you feel that is meditation Here it's like you're able to get curious about the possibility of just becoming pure experience, opening to the way the moment can move through you without the mind having to attach a narrative to it all the time. In that space, it might be easier to feel what's actually real and what is just the chatter. here I'll invite you to inhale and exhale can start to maybe wiggle your fingers and toes as a way of getting into your body this time kind of bringing awareness back from the deeper dimensions of what you feel just into the physical and you can start to blink your eyes open Begin to make your way out of that formal meditation. But holding the information that you get, that you receive when you feel what you feel. Perhaps you can still notice what you feel, even with eyes open. It might be slightly different, but maybe it's still there. And perhaps you close with gratitude to yourself for the way that you have developed the skill of feeling what you feel knowing that when more feelings inevitably arise in this life, outside of meditation, you have given yourself the tools to experience them fully in a way that is in tune with reality and not more painful or less painful than they need to be. It's exactly as they are and exactly as you are. Thank you for joining me for this awareness offering and for going into embodied practice with me. You can find me on social media at Lara Tara, L-A-U-R-A-T-A-R-A, on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. My intro and outro music was created by none other than my very own brother, Sun, O-X-E-L-A-S-U-N, whom you can also find on Instagram.